Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. How many of you know being thankful is really great? And it's amazing. But are we thankful all the time? Not just in November, not just in the month of Thanksgiving, but all the time. And I, it, really, it really got me like going, okay, yeah, God, I, I feel like I'm pretty thankful. Well, that was until I started to talk to some of my friends about thankfulness and Thanksgiving. And, hey, I've seen you post this. And I was kind of chatting. And even on our prayer team calls, we were talking about thankfulness. And, hey, tell me a scripture you like about Thanksgiving or tell me what you're thankful for. And my sweet friend Jeannie brought this photo to me and said, this, this really revolutionized my life. And I said, well, great, bring it, right? And she said, this is so funny, because I was like, oh, that's cool. Because very, very rarely do, you, do I find something that's super inspiring to me that's not straight out of Scripture. You know, and this really brought conviction. Have you guys ever seen something that maybe is not necessarily Christianese or anything, but it's like, it's like seriously like convicting that was one of those days. I'm going to show this to you, and then I'm going to read it because I doubt, because, um, you know, it's, it's script and far away. Can I put that up on there? I don't know. Can you zoom in that close on the camera there? Okay, this is what it says. What if you woke up today with only what you thanked God for yesterday? I'm going to read it again. What if you woke up today with only what you thanked God for yesterday? I, before I read that, felt like I was a pretty thankful person, right? Until I realized that the next morning when I woke up, I did not thank God for my clothing. (laughs) I did not, right? But just something small. How often am I like, I have nothing to wear. I'm going to burn it all. You know, I'm donating everything. You know, I'm like, this is, I'm done. You know, I I very often I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do, you know. And we have tons of clothes, but instead of being thankful, I'm like, oh, I can't find anything to wear. Nothing fits right. You know, anyway, I digress. But what if today you woke up and you only had what you were thankful for yesterday? This made me realize that I needed to maintain a more consistent attitude of thankfulness. Because here's the thing. We, we're talking about password of praise. We're talking about being thankful. But there is a power when we take our eyes off of those things that are not right in our lives. You know, things that aren't exactly the way that we want them to be or didn't turn out the way we want them to turn out. There's that inner strength that comes when you shift your focus and you, from what we don't have and you actively focus on what you do have. That shifts it completely because I think even about the bed that we sleep in, something minute and small. How many of you are traveling for Thanksgiving and maybe staying somewhere different? You could tell me even in the comments. How many of you, when you go stay somewhere, are you that much more thankful for your own bed and for your pillows? I learned a long time ago to travel with my pillows 
because no one has pillows like I do. I don't know why. <laughs> but it makes you thankful. It makes you grateful for what you have, even the small things. So, so whether it's the, the roof over your head or the apartment that you live in or the townhouse or the house or the church that we're in right now, that makes me so thankful that we're shielded from the elements or else we'd all be really wet right now. <laughs> so just thankful for those small things. This morning I was very thankful for my umbrella because I have naturally curly hair and decided to straighten it. And it's already starting to curl and frizz, which thank you, Florida, we're so happy for. But at the same point, I was very happy I had that umbrella. Usually it's here in the office and I'm like, dang it, I left it in the church. So it's very fun to know that I had an extra one in my car thanks to my wonderful husband. Um, so he prepared in advance for that. But I was thankful even for my umbrella, for food that we eat. I know sometimes I'm like, we have nothing to eat, and I have a pantry full of stuff. We have stuff to eat. Let's be thankful for it, you know, for our family, for our friends. You know, because... <clears throat> When we think about it, there's so much to be thankful for in this life. And once we start thanking God, and once we start acknowledging Him for what we already have, that moves us into an arena of faith so we can receive even more of what God has for our lives. Isn't that good news? We all know that we want to be able to do that. We step out of place out of the place of struggling and striving and trying to do everything ourselves. Oh, wait, is that just me? I pretty much, I'm like, no, God, if I start being thankful and bring God glory, it pulls me out of the loop and gives him complete control. Because then we can find ourselves resting under the wings of the almighty God, safe and secure, where the devil can't touch us because we're thankful to him, according to Psalms 91, 1 through 10, right? Resting under the wings and under the shadow of the almighty. Psalms 23 and 3 tells us that he inhabits the praises of his people. I love that scripture, and it always encourages me so much because I know the moment that I put a praise on these lips that his presence comes down, that he invades my atmosphere, that he comes in and makes a way where there seems to be no way because praise does that. His presence comes in and changes our atmosphere. It changes us from the inside out because church... You have a weapon, and it's in your mouth, and you can use that weapon today for yourself on your own behalf or even against yourself, and today I hope to give you tips and tricks and tools to learn how to praise him for who he is, to praise him for his holiness, his goodness, his greatness, for all that he has done and all that he will do, because we have to maintain a lifestyle Guys, of praise, of thanks, of gratitude. We have to remember that because in everything that goes on, sometimes we forget to choose to be thankful. So hopefully we'll do that today. Let's go ahead and go to Psalms 100. We have been camped here all month, right? It's been so good. We're going to read it from the Passion Translation. And I'm going to read actually verses 1 through 5. <clears throat> part of five. Oh, actually, I'm going to read the whole thing. Is that good? Again, I know y'all can read, but it is so good. 
that I have got to read it. Because how many of you know the word is the most powerful thing that you can apply to your life? There's no word that's higher than his word. There's no word that's greater than his word. So yes, I'm going to use a lot of scriptures this morning, but that's because his word is what truly brings transformation and truly empowers us in our life. Verse 1 says, lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Go ahead and do it. Everywhere, everyone. Okay, I got to pause. Everywhere, everyone. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you're online, you can lift up his name right now. I love that. It says, go ahead and do it. Everywhere and everyone. As you serve him. Be glad and worship him. Sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping the Lord our God for he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. Isn't that beautiful? We bring God pleasure when we praise him. Verse 4, this is where we're going to camp 4 and 5 today. You can pass through his open gates with a password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offerings to him and affectionately bless his name. For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. He is so loving that it will amaze you. So kind, it will astound you. He is famous for his faithfulness toward all. Everyone knows our God and can be trusted for he keeps his promises to every generation. Mm. Mm. Everyone knows for every generation. Wow. Every generation. Your children's children's children will know the goodness of the Lord. Today, as we break that down, you know, I think about passwords. And many of us have passwords on everything, right? We have a password for our password files, we have numeric passwords and, you know, alphanumeric passwords and capital passwords and cap passwords that have punctuation. We have all types of passwords. But what is the main use of a password? It helps you to gain access to something. Simply put, what does a password do? It gives you access to something. Well, guess what? We can gain access to the presence of God by using the password of praise to work on our behalf. That's what we use. I love that God doesn't make it difficult and ask you if you're a robot or any crazy thing like that, but that he says the password is praise, right? He tells you exactly what it is. There's no alphanumeric symbols or anything crazy. No, he just tells us to praise him. He simply tells us to praise him. And if you don't have a password, you can't come in. How many times, I know for myself, <clears throat> I think about passwords and I think about all the different ways that we have this. And with praise, it comes down to doing this daily. Praise should be a daily attitude of the heart. It should be something that we do continually, daily. Um, Psalm 63, 4 says, daily I will worship you. 
and passionately with all my heart. My arms will wave to you like banners of praise. Now, it's so funny because as I was reading through my sermon last night to my husband, like I always do because he's fantastic and he listens to all my wonderful notes and not notes and he always is like, it was great. It's not going to be anything like you wrote, but okay, good job. Which is the truth. It usually is not, but I still make him listen to it verbatim, which is amazing. So pray for him. No, <laughs> he's awesome. But I was laughing. I started, I read the scripture and I said, blessed are the people. Who, I said, I'm sorry. I said, uh, hold on. I got to go up daily. I will worship you and passionately with my heart. My arms will wave to you like banners of praise. And I had to stop and I started cracking up. He's like, what is the matter? Why are you laughing? And I said, all of a sudden, I got the craziest image in my head. And, of course, I'm laughing through this. So he's like, what? What? I can't understand you. And this was late. <laughs> so I, every time I read that verse, you know what I think of? I think of those blow-up people at the car dealership that, like, wave their arms in the air like crazy people, right? And I just started laughing because I thought, what a great example of how our praise should look. I started just laughing because I thought to myself, I wonder if that's why uh, David got criticized. Did he look like one of those waving banners, you know, I, when he was worshiping the Lord? But I think, man, that those are serious. Like the writer of this Psalms is giving me a mental image of how our praise should look. It might look crazy to other people. It might not look normal. They might not be able to explain it, but guess what? It's still doing it. And we, in turn, should be able to offer up our arms and praise the Lord in any way that we see fit because he deserves, he deserves all the glory. He deserves all the praise. And then David goes on to say, not even daily, but also seven times a day in Psalms 119, verse 164, he says seven times a day. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. Seven times a day we praise him. That's awesome. Seven times a day. I'm like, I, got, I was convicted all over again. So first I got to be more thankful and I got to praise seven times. And it's not daunting though. Once you create a habit and once you create that attitude, it just spills out and you can't help it. You're just thankful. You're just grateful. You just praise his holy name. If you'll all go with me to um, Psalms verse eight, uh, chapter 89, we're going to read verses 15 and 16 from the message version. I love Psalms 89, by the way. It has a special place in my heart. It's actually where, just for note, a little something about myself, it's where I got my son's name because it was written by Ethan the Ezraite. And as I was reading the Bible after searching for months in what felt like lots of times and trying to find a name, then I read it and I said, oh, that's my son's name. So that's how I got his name, um, which is all the Lord. So... This says in verse 15, it's so good. It says, because blessed are the people who know the passwords of praise, 
who shout on parade in the presence of God. Delighted, they dance all day long. Here's the part that's really good. They know who you are, what you do, and they can't keep quiet. Don't you keep quiet. Be loud and boisterous in your praise to the Lord. Don't forget to give him glory for all that you have. Don't forget to give a shout of praise when you need it. You don't have to keep that quiet any longer because I love that verse because it just so much shows how the word of God can transform and how the power of praise can come in. And guess what, guys? It helps give you access to victory. It gives you access to freedom and so many other things. You know, praise can even usher in the joy of the Lord to be your strength so I'm talking if I'm talking to you right now if you're watching if you're here in service if you're tired all the time and you feel weak and you feel frazzled and that might even be some of you in here Let's get your praise on and get the joy of the Lord as your strength flowing back through your body. Because guess what? When you start to lift up a praise to the Lord, when you start to bring your praise to him, that invigorates your body. In Romans chapter 8, it says it strengthens your mortal body, that power of God. Because when you begin to praise him, the power of God is out of you, can come upon you, so that then you're able to do what you could not do before because that praise is what you need in order to unlock that strength in your life you may think I'm silly but I promise you it works if I find myself tired and worn out and stressed I start to praise why because I know that that strength will come to me, that that power will come to me so that I'm able to accomplish whatever it is that God has given me to do in that moment and on that day. It's a continual source of strength. And great strength and vitality is experienced when we lift up our voices in praise to the Lord. Praise brings victory in so many ways and in so many areas. Throughout the Bible, you see victory. You see it in Joshua chapter 6 in the battle of Jericho where they go down and they walk around the city and they give a shout of praise and the walls came down. Yes, we've heard that story. Thanks for telling it again. Well, guess what? That story's important because they have victory. How many times have we heard the story of Timothy, Silas, and Paul in jail? And they lifted up a shout of praise in the midst of their circumstances and were freed Church, we can be free. We can have victory. If you don't feel free, if you feel bound up, if you don't feel like you have a victory, check your praise. Check your praise. That might be the key and the password you need to access the victory or the freedom that you've been longing for. No, has anyone else in this place been like, I've prayed about it, I've read about it, I, and it just doesn't feel like it's changing? Why isn't it changing? Put a praise on it. Put a praise on it. Because that's what will bring the change. That's what will bring the victory. Because God's power is made available to us. Why? Because we access his power when we praise. Because remember, he inhabits the praise. He comes down and invades the earth and invades your space and changes your atmosphere. Because you're willing to offer him that praise. 
that glory, that honor in every circumstance of your life. It changes that atmosphere in your home. Maybe you've been arguing with your spouse. Maybe you're arguing with your kids. Maybe you're arguing with family members. Get some praise on in your house. Praise the Lord in your place, in your place of business, where you work, whatever it is. If you need to change that atmosphere and that environment, you don't have to deal with it. Put a praise on it. You know, and I remember working in corporate America, which was the longest three years of my life. felt like 20. Um, <clears throat> so glad I don't do that anymore. And, uh, and I remember, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff, backstabbing and gossiping and ladder climbing and all that stuff that's fun. Um, and I said, you know, I, I can't, can't handle this anymore. Can't do it. I went in really early, and I said, I'm going to do this every day for 30 days. 30 days. And you know what? The atmosphere in that place changed. People couldn't walk in my office and talk trash and be rude and cuss up a storm. Nope. Something stopped them. They just randomly, out of the blue, all of a sudden would be like, oh, I'm sorry. I never told them not to cuss. I never told... I mean, I just simply... They just, I, I can't do that right here. And I thought, okay, this really works. It works every time because it shifts it. I said, no, I'm taking back this place. No, this is, I'm setting the tone for this atmosphere. I'm setting the tone in this office. Whatever it is, you set the tone. I don't care where it is. You can do that. You have that power in your mouth and that power of praise that works. And so that he does come down and invade your space and invade where you're at so that he can work on your behalf. It replaces hopelessness for hope. If you've ever been in a hopeless situation and cried out to the Lord and praised God in the midst of a hopeless situation, you know it replaces it with hope. You know that hope comes. Not only does hope come, it can deliver you from sickness to health. It's health to your bones. It's medicine to you. It takes you from despair to joy and bondage to liberty because that's how God is. I love that when Jesus would pray for someone, he would go and he would pray and he would say, be healed, be whole. And that person would jump up and begin shouting and praising. Do you think they felt that on the, maybe they did feel something, but maybe they didn't. But they stood up shouting and praising and giving thanks and glory to God. Because they did. Praising affects our emotions. It keeps them in line with our spirit. Ever felt overly, you know, out of whack? Well, get some praise going. Because then what happens is that keeps you in line with your spirit. So your spirit goes first. And your emotions don't rule you, but your spirit rules you. Okay, it keeps you, it keeps you filled up to overflowing. So that you don't get out of balance. So that you don't get off kilter. So that you're not trying to figure out what is wrong with me. Get some praise on it. Praising the Lord can dispel so many things in our life. Praise dispels doubt. It dispels gloom. It dispels unbelief. It opens the gates of heaven. Does it not say that in, in Psalms 100? That the gates of heaven are open through the password of praise? It's open to you all the time. Not just on Sundays because you're watching. Hey. Not just because you're in the building. Hey, good morning. Nope. All the time. We need to access his presence more. Not just Sundays, not just Wednesdays, not just when we're watching a spiritual message. No, all the time. 
And you know, it's funny, when you couple praise with thanksgiving, a powerful thing occurs. I was actually talking to my son the other day about Thanksgiving, and I said, you know, Thanksgiving has a best friend. And he said, what? And I said, yeah, it's called praise. Because praise and Thanksgiving go together like peas and carrots, right? They go together. They're best friends. And I thought to myself, they really do go together. They really work well. Because here's the thing. Trying to teach and learn about Thanksgiving and learn about how to, that all works together. I love in Psalms 100 verse 4, it says, come right into his presence with Thanksgiving. So look, you physically go through a gate and then it says, come right on in. Come, come on in. Come right on into his presence with Thanksgiving. Come right on in. Because when we develop that attitude of gratitude now, to set the tone for our coming year. So I'm talking, let's go November to November, okay? We're not starting the year back in January or waiting until January or waiting until Monday. No, today. Okay, because if you're like me, I'm like, oh, we'll start Monday. No, we're going to start today, right? We're going to start today to be thankful and to choose to, to be thankful and to have that attitude. But when we give praise and thanksgiving, we deepen our joy. But thankfulness is something we have to learn and to be taught. Let's read Colossians 3, verses 15 through 17 in the message version. Now, normally I would read to you from the King James and then the message, but... Thankfully, with your handy-dandy technology, you can also read it in the King James and then in the message later or vice versa, however you feel. But it had some cool wording. It says, let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other and in step with each other. None of this going off and doing your own thing. This is the part you'll underline. It says, and cultivate thankfulness. Underline that cultivate thankfulness. I'm going to come back. Let the word of Christ have the run of the house. I like this verse already. Let the word of Christ have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense and sing. Sing your hearts out to God. Let every detail in your lives, words, and actions, whatever, be done in the name of the master Jesus. Thanking God the Father every step of the way. We have to cultivate thankfulness. We have to cultivate it. It's something that we learn, okay? It's something that we're taught. Remember as a child, you would get all these cool presents or a couple of cool presents. I think Christmas has gotten a lot bigger than it probably was when I was a kid. But um, Christmas has always been a big deal, and I've always loved Christmas. It is my favorite holiday. It's fantastic. But you'd get these presents, right? And it'd be so fun. You're like, yay, presents. I'm so happy. And you're opening them. And then what is happening about mid-January? I can't find this piece. I can't find this part. This doesn't go with that. I don't play with it anymore. I don't know where it is, right? I lost this. I just, I, it like lost its pizzazz, right? And I was already in my own self making a list of what I wanted now for my birthday. Christmas was gone. Now what do I want for my birthday? No one else? Just me? Nobody else does that? I always think of what I want after the holiday. So I like to just think of it as planning. <laughs> but again, when, when it comes down to it, you have to learn 
thankfulness. You have to learn to be thankful. And I think it's super important as adults that we teach our children that. You know, Pastor Stacy does such an amazing job um, with the kids and teaching them to be thankful. But I remember a moment not too long ago that I said, it was right before school was starting, and I said, I'm going to surprise Ethan with this best gift. I'm so excited to surprise him. I'm going to fold the t-shirt. I'm going to put it in a bag. It's got a special message written on it, and I really cannot wait for him to open it. Okay, so I'm super excited. I built it up. My mom is flying in around the same time, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to surprise them both with this present. It's going to be the greatest day ever. So I'm super excited. Okay, so we sit down, and I'm like, okay, buddy. It's time to open your present, trying not to be too, like, I'm just videoing you because I want a video. So he comes in and sits down, and there's lots of tissue paper. And so he starts opening the tissue paper, and then he gets down to it, and it's this blue fabric, and he pulls it out of the bag, and he opens it up, and he says these words, ah, this is nothing. And he went to go throw it down, and he was confused, like, where's my big present? Where's my Robux? Where's my toy? Where's my new video? Get Right? He's waiting. He's wait- And I said, no, no, you have to read it. You have to read, read what it says. And so, of course, he's sitting there, like, what is happening? Like, this is not the best present in the world. Why is my mom so excited? I'm going to give you a pause on this story. I'm going to try not to cry because it's so good. But for many years, um, God is so faithful. And I remember my son, who um, is back in kids' church, and one of the things they love doing is asking for prayer requests. So for five years, he has had one prayer request, sometimes a few others. But he's had one request, and that is for a little baby brother or little baby sister. And when he opened the gift, and started to read the message, and it read, Big Brother, finally, he was so excited that he did a dance, and he immediately came over and kissed my belly and was so very excited because, and he said, I've only been praying for five or six years for this to happen, right? And of course, I'm like, oh my goodness, And of course, now my mom is screaming and we're all excited, but he almost missed an opportunity to be thankful because he didn't read the message. He almost missed that blessing being what it was in that moment. And so God is so faithful and God is so good that in all that we are, that God's faithfulness endures forever. And that's why being thankful is so important. And that we teach it to our kids. And that they learn thankfulness. And that they learn exactly what thankfulness means. Because you have to cultivate it. You have to learn and choose to be thankful. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Paul wrote, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. And I think to myself, how often have we prayed the prayer, God, what is your will for my life? God, show me your plan. 
show me your will. Let's start with thankfulness, right? Because it's very clear. I don't think Paul could have been any clearer talking about being thankful. Talking about being thankful. And now I realize as a mature adult, hopefully mature, (laughs) that now you have to be thankful. I know that there's nothing that I did not receive that I have not received from heaven. And that I'm very thankful to God for everything that he has sent into my life. And we have to be very grateful. Now, hey, let's be honest. It's been a rough year. And some of you watching and some of you sitting in here might be going, you know, my life's not really that great right now. My life, it it, it could be better. But here's the thing I want to encourage you. I bet you could also admit that it's not as bad as it could be. And the truth is that you probably really do have a lot to be thankful for. Even those smallest details of your life, like I was joking about earlier, about your pillows or about your clothes or about the food that you have in your pantry that you really just don't want to cook, right? Whatever it is, those smallest details of your life that we are thankful for. And so in the midst of this pandemic and everything happening in the world, I really decided that I was going to make a choice that whenever someone said, how are you doing, that I was going to say that I'm thankful, that that was going to be my new vernacular, that I was going to start saying, if someone said, hey, how are you doing? My vernacular was going to say right back, I'm I'm thankful. I'm thankful because I need to remind myself to be thankful because it's a choice. Thankfulness is a choice. You and I have to turn our eyes toward the good in our lives and away from the foul things that try to hold our focus. Because let me just tell you, those foul things can sometimes steal your focus and sometimes overwhelm your focus, sometimes darken your focus. But when you begin to be thankful for all that God has for you, it's kind of like the lens cleaner to your life, that you start to see things the way they need to be seen because it, it, it focuses you. It, it teaches you to focus on the good things and to choose to be grateful because Simply obeying the Lord as we focus on what's good and display that attitude of thankfulness, then guess what? You'll see a whole new world open up for you. It'll be clearer than you'd ever seen. God wants us to be thankful, not resentful, not forgetful, but, but thankful. And if we really take the time to consider all the terrible things that could have occurred in our lives and could have come about but didn't because of God's protection, we have a lot of reasons to be grateful. God spared us from so much that we don't even know this side of heaven what he spared us from. We don't even know or sometimes even understand why things happen the way that they do. But still we can choose to be thankful. Still we can choose to do that because maintaining that consistent and thankful attitude for the goodness that he's shown us is so vital to our success as believers, as, as, as Christians, because I really believe that that helps set us apart from the world. Do you see people in the world talking about being thankful? No, I see a lot of complaining. 
I see a lot of attitude. And as believers, when we come in with a thankful and grateful heart, with a godly attitude in what we're dealing with, it's about utilizing that. And because we've utilized the power of praise and the password of praise and the tool of thankfulness, I like to say, I want to talk a little bit about thank offerings to the Lord. How many of you have ever heard of thank offerings? You can wave at me too in the comments if you have. So listen, thank offerings, we don't have time to really get into the history behind this, but if you're interested, I do have information on it, you're welcome to email me and I will send it to you. However, a short and sweet version of a thank offering, it's really cool because, you know, in the Old Testament, there were a lot of different offerings for pretty much everything, right? There's an offering for a lot of stuff. And for the sake of time, we're not going to get into all those. Everybody said, Amen. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Thank offerings really were not ritualistic at all. Okay, so they weren't like, we're going to do this during Passover. We're going to do this once a year. Oh, we're going to only do this at this celebration. No, the cool thing about a thank offering is that it was brought when an individual decided they had something to be thankful for. There was no limit on how often they would bring it. There was no amount. And, of course, there were things that were used in the thank offerings. But the one thing I want to say is that it always involved a sacrifice. How many of you know it's easy to be thankful when everything is good? It's easy to be thankful when you have a good report from the doctor. It's easy to be thankful when nothing is going wrong. But how many of you know that during that time and during that that offering, those offerings are required They weren't required, but they were brought, but they were a sacrifice. And I think many of us can relate to this because, again, when you're in the midst of pressure, when you're amidst the pain, sometimes the praise is a little bit harder to get out. Sometimes that thankfulness is a little bit tougher to make happen. Let's look at Psalms 50, verses 14 through 15. And let's go ahead and read. We're going to read the NIV version. This is what it says. It says, sacrifice thank offerings to God. Fulfill your vow to the Most High and call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you and you will honor me. At some time or another in our lives, we've all experienced trouble. And we all will experience trouble. Continue. It's the world we live in. But I love that the psalmist here gives us a way out of trouble. A way out of trouble. He gives us the way of deliverance. And let me tell you, in my own life, I've had to put this to practice many, many times. Lifting up a voice of praise in the midst of pressure. Going through facing trouble and circumstances. That if God were not with me. And if I did not realize that I needed to put a praise in my mouth, that, that, that I needed to do it sacrificially, because I promise you sometimes you don't want to do it. Sometimes it's hard. It's not always easy. But that's why it's a sacrifice of praise. In the very midst of your trouble, 
when you begin to praise the Lord, you exercise your faith and you begin to thank God and you offer him that sacrifice, thanking of him, thanking him, calling upon him in the day of trouble. And guess what he says a hundred times out of a hundred times? He says, I will deliver you. I will rescue you. I will fight for you. I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. That's what he says when you have a sacrifice of praise on your lips. When you sacrifice that and you're in the midst of trouble, remember that is the way out. Bring your thank offerings to the Lord. Keep up a steady stream of praise on your lips and watch God do amazing things. Let's look at Hebrews 13, 15. It's so good. 13, 15. It says, so we no longer offer up a steady stream of blood sacrifices. There's a comma there, and I'm going to pause. And I'm going to say, God, thank you that we don't have to offer blood sacrifices anymore. Because that's always one of my rules. No matter where I'm teaching, we're not bleeding. No bleeding. No bleeding can happen. <laughs> no bleeding. So thank God. It says, so we no longer offer up a steady stream of blood sacrifices, but through Jesus. Everybody say, Jesus. We offer up a steady stream of praise sacrifices. Guess what it tells us? It says, these are the lambs that we offer from our lips to celebrate his name. Did you know that your praise is the sacrifice? That your praise in the midst of trouble is like is as good as or better than a blood sacrifice of lambs? That that's what the power of your praise can do in your life. Because don't hold back in the midst of pressure. Don't hold back in the midst of praise. But instead put a praise on it and see God move in your life time after time after time after time because he is always faithful to do because he inhabits that praise and when we have that password of praise and we can go right on into his presence with thanksgiving it paves the way for God's power to be displayed for miracles to happen and just like I know I mentioned it earlier just like Paul and Silas in Acts 16 verses 16 through 26 lay it out just like that they begin to praise God and even though they were shackled and even though they were chained that they kept right on praising God that they had been beaten that they were probably cold that they were discouraged that they couldn't see the light but they decided to praise him and God sent an earthquake that shook the cells and it broke the chains guys I said first service I was like I can understand that the cells were broken why because it was an earthquake but the chains unexplainable the chains that shackled them were broken too all because of the force of praise all because of the force of thanksgiving all because the sacrifice that they gave for praise versus giving into their complaining and giving into resentment giving into anger no they put up praise on it and saw deliverance and freedom and if every day 
we take that time in the midst of our day to give that time out to the Lord, to acknowledge Him, to give Him praise. This is something you can do several times a day without, with hardly any effort. But I promise, guys, doing it will radically change your life. So, you know, after I got convicted reading that message and after I was going through this, I said, I, I personally have decided that I am going to take pause throughout the day and recognize God's presence in my life. And I hope you'll do it with me. I set an alarm on my phone for a couple times a day, seven days a week. Yes, I know I have a lot of alarms. They help me a lot. But I decided to use the church bell one that used to be like really old. It's actually in your classic. If you like have the iPhone, you go through all the random ones and then at the bottom it says classic and you click it and you find the chimes and it sounds like church bells. And I said, oh, what a perfect way for me to remember to praise the Lord every time I hear the church bells. So I turned that on my phone and I said, you know, I'm going to start it. And I started it. And guys, it's amazing. Try it with me. Set an alarm. Even if you just do once a day, if it's at night, if it's in the middle of your day, sometimes the middle of the day is really helpful. I'm just saying. Sometimes that two o'clock one when I'm ready to take a nap, no, nobody else. <laughs> that is very helpful because I'm like, all right, I'm going to stand up and do a little walk and praise the Lord and walk around. I'll even come out here sometimes and walk around the sanctuary and just thank you, Lord, for today. And, you know, sometimes I just need to walk around just give them a praise but it will help set an alarm do what you've got to do pause to recognize his presence in your life and to thank him for being in control because trust me if it was in my hands we don't want to see the outcome of that but I thank God he is in control all the time because so much can go out of control and even in our world so much seems to be out of control but it's good to pause and acknowledge, guess what? God is still God, and He is still on the throne, and He is still righteous in all of His judgments. So regardless of what we see, regardless of what we feel, or what others are doing, or even what others are failing to do, pausing to recognize this at various points throughout our day, energizes us guys it changes our atmosphere it, it it changes who we are from the inside out and when you do that you stay connected to the Lord listen every day we have a choice every single day we can live in worry we can live in stress on the fast track to busy focused on what surrounds us, swirls around us, even tuned into the roar of the world. Or, I love that word too, or we can ask God to help us take our eyes off all that is swirling around us. Take our eyes off of all the mess, all the voices of negativity in our lives and the voices of others. And guess what? We can look up. We can look up to the one who holds it all together. The one who holds us in his hands and recognize that he will always, church, he will always make a way, 
always make a way. When you're willing to offer him your thanks and your praise, there is nothing he won't move. There's nothing on heaven and earth that he won't do to fight beside you so that you can have the victory in your life. He is always, always willing to do it because you offer a thanks and praise to him even in the midst of uncertainty. Even in the midst of uncertainty. Isn't our God so good? He's so good. Let's stand on our feet and give him some thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.